Hi, I'm Sabine, the Purpose Lawyer. If you're new here, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us do well, and you know it helps us continue to spread the good word. And if you are in the need of asset protection, legacy planning, or trademarks, please reach out to our firm. It is the Ambitious Legacy Firm. We're licensed in New York and New Jersey. However, we have service partners all over the country, and we'd love to be able to work with you and your friends. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Sabina Purpose Lawyer. Thank you for listening and thank you for helping me be on purpose. All right, folks, today I am excited about this topic because I get this question all of the time. I know I say that all the time, but really that's why I talk about these topics because these are things that are burning questions in people's minds. So I just want to help bring clarity to these things. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that's becoming increasingly more relevant in our globalized world, estate planning when you own property in different countries. So a lot of clients now, because listen, it's a global world, right? So a lot of clients travel, a lot of clients have found it super easy to own property in other countries to have as a vacation home or a second home, or these properties were inherited from their country of origin, and they want to make sure that they preserve it for the next generation. So it happens all the time, right? It's so easy now, especially to live remotely and work remotely and have your lives really all over the world. So it's going to become something that's more common, even if it's not common for you. And then you can also use this information if you own property, say you're in the US, but you own property in various states. So this will also be um, relevant information for you in that case, right? So you'll need to take a few extra steps other than just creating your estate plan and then funding your estate plan. (laughs) I just had like a a pause there because I was kind of like assuming by saying that. So what I mean to say is you'll have to take a few extra steps depending on what type of estate plan you have. So if you have a will-based estate plan, which a will is a document that you direct the court on what to do with your stuff if the event you pass away, and then, or a trust-based document, which is you are directing your trustee on what to do with your stuff if you were to pass away. So it doesn't have court involvement. And the two major things that I want to make a distinction here is with a will, you still own on all of your property during your lifetime. And the will is just there to inform the court on what to do when you pass. Whereas with the trust, you have to actually fund your trust. So that was what I was jumping the gun on. You have to transfer all of your assets to your trust while you are alive so that in the event you pass away, your trustee can then control these assets, right? So there may be some more steps that need to be taken once you decide what plan you're going to have and then what needs to be done next, right? Okay, so first things first, if you have property in another state or another country other than where you reside, First things first is that you want to create your estate plan. So whether it be a will-based plan or a trust-based plan, that needs to take place, right? So that shouldn't hold you up. Second thing is that you want to contact a foreign lawyer in that country. Usually within the 
country, like say if you're in the US, usually your attorney who has created your estate plan can help you get your property into say your trust or can guide you on what to do with your property if you just have a will-based plan, right? Now, if you have property in a foreign country, though, you're going to need an attorney in that country. It may be an attorney. It may be something similar to like a title company who deals with the transfer of land and ownership or some sort of government organization. But you need a contact in that country to help you with that. So you might be the best person to gather that information because of the fact that you're familiar with the country and you have acquired real estate. So you probably had to go through some sort of government or legal action to get that property to be fully yours. Right. And I say that because you want to make sure that you have somebody who knows the laws and who knows how to properly transfer assets. And I would say as well that you want to make sure that you have like references You can verify that this is a a valid person, institution, law firm, or whatever it is, because you don't want to have a situation where somebody basically takes your property right out under your nose, right? So I say do your homework, check references, and get referrals from family members and others who you may know who have done it, right? That's number one. If your attorney doesn't have those contacts for you, then you want to definitely do some homework on that. Number three is how is title going to be held, right? So if you do a will-based plan and you have property in another country, you're really not going to do much to transfer your asset because what's happening is you're still owning it and your will doesn't have the capacity to own it, right? It's just giving direction. But your will should state that you acknowledge that you have this foreign property and what you would want to happen with it. Why? Because often most countries, especially when it comes to the U.S., most other countries will recognize and respect that planning document that basically states what you want to happen with your assets. As long as it was properly created in the U.S. and it's recognized by the U.S., oftentimes it might even need to be filed or probated here, which means recorded with the court and an action opened to make sure that that foreign country knows that this actual document was accepted in this country. And then when that time comes, you will probably have to do a similar action in that country, whatever their probate or process is for when someone passes away to get their assets transferred, right? So this might be something that might discourage you from just having a will-based plan if you have assets in different countries because it's just two legal processes that you're going to have to go through. And similarly, if you have real estate in multiple states, you'll have to probate in each state where the real estate is if you are doing the will-based plan. So that may be a deterrent. That might not be something that you want to do. Or you might be like, yeah, that's fine. Let uh, my family members deal with that. They can go ahead and probate wherever I have assets. As long as my will says that I have these assets and who I want to go to, that'll be fine. That is a choice. That's one way to do it. The other option is if you have a trust-based plan, it might be slightly easier because once you create your trust asset and you find your foreign official that's going to help transfer that asset, your asset can be owned by your U.S. trust, right? So U.S. trust can own assets outside of the country elsewhere just the same way that you can. One caveat with that is now, once it's owned, you know, it's going to has to be owned during your lifetime when once you transfer it. Once it's owned now, do you want the U.S. to have what's called jurisdiction? Like they have authority now over those assets in that foreign state because it's owned by your U.S. trust. I don't know. 
you know, that may be an issue that may not be an issue, maybe just fine. Just something I wanted to raise so that you know that you're that's what you're actually doing is that you're bringing that foreign asset into the control of the U.S. government. And so, you know, that may be a tax issue, maybe not. I'm not a tax expert, but you also want to just consider those things when you are doing that. Right. And then so you want to make sure that you at least update your estate plan. So that's going to be number five, I think. (laughs) I'm so terrible about keeping numbers, but making sure that you're updating your estate plan over time to make sure exactly what you want is exactly what it's going to be, right? So making sure that your beneficiaries are the same. The individuals you want to receive your assets are listed in our names. You want to make sure that they are aware that you have this planning document and how they need to go about executing it. How do they go about either taking it to the foreign country or making sure that your trustee is acting or whatever the case is? You want to make sure that the beneficiaries are aware and they know what's going on with this plan, right? And that's it. I mean, it seems (laughs) simple enough, but there are things that you need to do ahead of time to make sure that everything is going to work and be executed accordingly. And again, It's really to give peace of mind and preserve what assets you already have to make sure that it's easy for the next generation to get them, you know, if that's what your goal is and what you want to do. Okay, so that's it. That's how you go about dealing with your foreign assets when you're creating a U.S. based estate plan. Now, I really spoke about real estate, but, you know, you can kind of glean from what I said and deal with the other assets accordingly when it comes to bank accounts and things like that. There may be ways to transfer those to loved ones without having to transfer them to any trust or without having them to go through the court process. Just like there is in the U.S., you have things such as putting a beneficiary on your bank accounts and your investment accounts and things like that. You also want to make sure you're mindful of how title is held, right? Because we know um, if you have a trust-based plan, your trust needs to be the owner of that real property or real estate. If you have a will-based plan, you will be the owner. So you want to make sure that however your trust is titled, whether it be in that country or in the U.S., that when you pass away, what is going to happen, right? So it could be that your interest goes to your loved ones, or if you own it jointly with someone else, it could go directly to that joint person and may not ever be in the grasp of your estate plan, right? If that if that makes sense. So you want to make sure I've done videos on how real estate is titled, et cetera. So you should be able to understand all of that. And I'll see if we can put it here <laughs> so that you can access it later on or after this video. But anyways, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful. I hope this gave you some insight to share with others who you may know who may have this situation or maybe it's you. If you need some to talk through this further, if you need questions, you need guidance, you want to work with our firm, The Ambitious Legacy Firm, we will be happy to work with you with my lovely, lovely, amazing team. We'd be happy to work with you. If we can't help you, we'll be happy to tap you into our network. So please feel free. Our information is in the show notes. Not only that, I wrote a book called You're Richer Than You Think. 
and it's really to explain all of the aspects of estate planning, all of the different types of assets and what to do with them, how to protect them, how to protect you, how to create a legacy, just to get you thinking about these things and to give you some basic understanding of what all these tools are and help you have these conversations. A lot of times people say, I don't know how to have the conversation, it's so hard. Well, this book will help you do so. So if you'd like to pick up a copy, the link will be in the show notes as well. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time.